0: What's up? Yeah. This is my city, got the keys, baby. The keys. Big ball and doing it all overseas, baby. All overseas. Make it hot, 500 degrees, baby. What's going on, everyone? This is your host. You can just call me Reg, Reggie, Reg Rainman, whatever you like. Um, but welcome back to the Luck in China podcast. Today I got a special guest. It's my man, Willem. What's up, man? How are you doing today?
1: Always good, always good.
0: Always oh, good. All right. Now, in China, you know you know how things have been going. There's been, you know, the quarantine started in like mid-January, at least for us. How have you been doing with that? How have you been coping?
1: I would say um, the first couple of months was really tough. But after a while, it got better. Um, just getting used to stay at home, staying indoors. Uh, not being able to go outside, but otherwise it's okay. Just not the best best times.
0: Yeah Um. when the first quarantine happened it was something that I never dealt with before and It was a struggle because I wasn't even in my apartment. <laughs> I was at yeah. my wife's place and It's just a different lifestyle, you know uh, so I didn't know how to deal with it. I fucking hated it. I was going insane. I really really was thinking some stupid shit. And now I look back at it, I'm just happy, like, all right, I was able to leave at a certain point. After two weeks being in in my wife's hometown, it was enough, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So finally, when I got back to my place, it was like, I just appreciated it, you know? Like everything just was a bit different for me, and I
1: I personally enjoyed quarantine. But how about you? Um, it was just weird the fact that you had to stay at home, uh, no matter what you couldn't go outside. And to be honest, it was just a a scary time in my life, especially being in the country where it where it happened. You don't really know what's going on, Um especially from the media from back home, it's very very different. Everything that they said, like, it's a super dangerous viral disease, and you can die. So, with yeah. that, I was very afraid, and I just mainly stayed at home. And it was okay staying at home the first couple of weeks, fun. <laughs> but then it's, it's just like, what do you do? And it was just me and little Bruce staying at home, so yeah. it was quite rough. Just us two.
0: Bruce is his cat. He named his cat Bruce Lee. But, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, so basically it was just the two boys, us just staying at home. But yeah, after a while, it got better. Mm, quite enjoyed uh, being at home that long. Um, got time to catch up on things that I haven't done for quite a while. We'd play games, watch series. um oh. at first it was fun because um, I could watch all the sports. <laughs> and then it started back home as well. And slowly they just removed everything. Yeah, it was like
0: heaven. Because I remember, we were still working, but we were just working from home. So I was able to watch all of the sports. You know, they had the UFC fight. I think John Bones Jones was fighting. And usually on a Sunday morning, because, you know, it was Saturday night in America. So it was Sunday morning here in China. And I'm usually at work. Especially on the weekends, so I never get to see those fights live and being able to be home in my boxes <laughs> and being able to watch that fight, I was just like, "This is awesome it was it was great, you know, but then the n b a you know shut it all down, and then it was downhill from there. They shut the n b a down then every other sport kind of followed, so yeah, like you were saying. It was great while it lasted and then it was just basically tv and games video games
1: yeah um it was just like a domino effect on sports like first they would just like empty the stadiums out and they would say like yeah it's fine um, we're still gonna have sports and then it just went away everything so that was quite a tough but yeah otherwise the quarantine was okay um I have to say, um, here they did it really good. Um, no one could go outside, so minimize the spread and everything. So that was good, but yeah, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody to like stay at home for that long. You need to see people. You need to go outside. yep, yeah, and
0: this this is a good point because here in China, it's customary. It's normal if you're sick especially for Chinese people, if you're sick, they wear a mask, you know, because they don't want to spread it to anyone else. So they wear a mask to make sure they don't get anyone else sick. They don't cough on people. It's just too many people here, you know? So the fact when the coronavirus happened, everybody wore a mask and it was mandatory and everyone was quarantining. So it was the effect wasn't as bad as it could have been, you know? You know, compared to, like, America, where everyone is arguing about how effective a mask is, which is, I don't know, I'm sorry, but it's simple. (laughs) Do you want to be coughing all over someone? Do you want someone coughing in your face? You know, sneezing in their hand and then shaking your hand? Like, come on, man, it's, I would think it's simple, but a lot of people don't see it that way. And at least here in China, it's kind of like they don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> yeah. This is what's happening and people follow and yeah. people listen and fall in line and, and things get done. And that's why by June, you know, things were at least where we are, things were back to normal.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. Um, it's different in our countries where they tell people to do something and you kind of have to fight it. But here it was like you should wear a mask and or- Don't do anything and people just followed the rules. And I think that's why it took about four months and we were open back to normal lives. We all started working again, which is good and I'm glad we did go back that fast.
2: Yeah, it was needed.
0: It was needed. Even though I loved quarantine, I loved being home. (laughs) got to see my son every day and see every little thing of him growing. Yeah, you know that was something I will never forget. But at some point, man, like there's certain things like I I wanted to just get back
1: to normal. Yeah. yeah, for me it was just basically getting back to normal to like five days of working. When you work from home, people don't really realize that you still have two days off. They they feel like you can work seven days. You maybe don't work all the hours, but you're always on on call, which is annoying. Yeah, they'll
0: call you. Hey, we need a meeting in like twenty minutes, and it's like, wait, what? Yeah, twenty minutes. Uh, you got nothing else to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're at home. You're home. <laughs> so like, why can't you just have this meeting? That shit was really annoying. It was, yeah. Like people would just call you. For whatever reason, the sky was falling, man. That's yeah. how every meeting was like. Oh my god,
2: Zoom meeting,
0: quickly,
1: <laughs> let's go. Yeah, uh, yeah. So with, with quarantine and that, I'm um, I'm glad that's over. But like you said, I I really enjoyed the time at home, uh, get to relax a bit. But otherwise, I'm glad we're back to normal, back working. We'll see how it goes um, during winter. Winter's coming up. So. Yeah.
0: And also, um, October 1st starts um, National Day, Chinese National Day, which is a huge holiday in China for traveling.
2: Um, yeah.
0: Usually from, like, October 1st to, like, the 8th or 9th, something like that, they have the, that, like, 9, 10-day period where all they do is travel. Everyone goes everywhere. Yeah. So, we, I just know there's a good chance there's a second wave coming, you know? Uh, I hope not but it's something that I've been thinking about and I hope uh is not as bad you know as it could yeah. be
1: yeah yeah that's the thing um th- the big thing is, is that this is not over yet um we think it is but it's not so we still have to keep that in mind so and especially when winter's coming uh it gives the disease the virus um again another chance so that's one thing we have to be careful for, especially with older people traveling. That's just up Again, the game for the virus disease to spread. Yeah, yeah, but otherwise, we're good.
0: Yeah, and to the people out there, wash your damn hands, all right, and don't sneeze into your hands and cough all over the damn place. Wash your hands, and if you can, wear a mask. If it's if you're so against it, stay your
2: ass home. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's
1: really important. It's um it's so important to wear a mask. Um, It's it's the number one thing is wear a mask, wash your hands, and you'll be good to go.
0: Yeah. I think so.
1: Yeah, same. So, uh
0: When did you come to China?
1: We came to China, well I came to China two thousand and sixteen in just after spring festival. We arrived um in Beijing. I mean okay. a friend mainly.
0: Four friends. Yeah. And where was your first stop? Where so you worked
1: in Beijing? So we did some training in Beijing for about two weeks?
0: Yeah. And how was that?
1: That was great. Um not the first time that I've traveled abroad, but the first time that I've traveled to Asia and just to see the difference between the Western countries and the eastern countries. So, yeah, it was great, great experience, <laughs> some funny things, funny food. <laughs> Didn't try, but saw a lot of things. <laughs> but yeah. So, after your two-week experience
0: in Beijing, what was the next place?
1: So, basically, we joined a company, and they would send us off to different cities in China. And then I went to Taigu. Well, that's... uh the hometown of
0: my lovely wife. Yeah. So
2: <laughs>
0: cuz I know how Taigu is. What's your experience with Taigu? How did you feel about that city?
1: So I'm I'm from quite a big city in South Africa, which is um great, but then I um, I went to Taigu, which is like a county. <laughs> it was a big change, a big difference for me, especially seeing a county like that and people just living their lives like every day there I couldn't imagine it but yeah it was it was good had some good friends made some new friends there it was good seeing China um, the other side of China not not all the stuff you see on TV but more the rural area things like that
0: yeah it's it's very rural. countryside so it's you know it's a beautiful view at night you see the stars and all that but it's 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 something you would have to experience, you know. Like you go for one day, it's great. You're there for a week, and you're like, "What is going on?" I, <laughs> first, I need McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Try. S- and second, I need a, like a bar, a club, <laughs> some foreign food, and I need to get up out of here, you know.
2: So
1: yeah, so we stayed there for like six months. Um can't believe we made it, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was good. Um, luckily we were like fourteen foreigners there, yeah. so at least we had like a small community. It was really good. Made some really good friends from all over the world. But um, I would never tell someone to do something like that. Like if you come to China, uh, don't go to Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. Oh God
0: would you say come to taiyuan
1: which is the city that we're in now oh yes yes definitely um the thing about taigu it's it's very rural there's no western influence there nothing um the only thing western there would be the cinemas that's the only thing that i would say reminds me of back home yeah the other things no yeah nothing <laughs> nothing uh, nothing at all
0: yeah yeah, my wife's hometown. They got a well. They still use coal to like heat up the the house, which was a cool experience. I'm not gonna lie. I got yeah. I got the shovel. I'm in there digging coal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Putting it in the furnace. That shit was cool, you know. But it's,
1: <sighs> yeah, it's it's really tough because it's so small. Like you can walk from the one side to the other side, maybe like an hour. <laughs> And to be stuck there for six months, especially coming from a big city, uh, it was strange, yeah. very strange for us.
0: And the plumbing is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's no toilets. No. If you ever seen *Slumdog Millionaire*, <laughs> where he where he needed to go take a shit,
2: that's
0: what it looked like, man. It's
2: crazy.
0: Like yeah. I never thought I would see it, but that and it's outside. So when it's when it's winter time, <laughs> it's freezing yeah, yeah. You fr- you're literally freezing your ass off you know so yeah so after six months you came here to taiwan yeah
1: how did that happen so basically when we got on the train from beijing to go to Taigu, we went through this this strange state of the station um, this city station and we saw this big city and we all were like yeah this is the city great this looks dope." <laughs> and then they're like no 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 you are next stop and then we went to taigua we got off the train station there were like these four, four trucks waiting for us we put our bags on the back of the truck and they're like yeah jump on we're taking you to the school so from that moment we realized that like oh there's a really big city next door yeah. so at the end of the month um all the foreign guys would be like, Yeah, boys weekend, let's go to Tai Tai And then we came to Tai we met Bevan and Bevan told us about EF and then that's how we we got here.
0: Shout out to Bevan put mm-hmm. in putting us putting on, you know? That's that's great. Um so when you started working at
1: uh Yuan, what was it like? That's that's what I imagined. Like mm-hmm. Working abroad, like working for an international company, with different foreigners. Um, previously, work at a, did it really work? We were like more like tutors. Um, yeah. So this time it was more like you're you're a teacher. You you're going to teach, and it was way better. Um, just all the structures and all the people there made it so much easier to fit in and do do a good job. Yeah. My
0: next question is. Why did you choose China?
1: It was a really tough time in my life. Um, finished um, university, graduated. Um, I promised my parents that um, I'll try to work <laughs> back home. You know, they paid for my university and got to learn in my final year. So they said, like, yeah, just try it. You studied hard. And so I tried to work there. And um, then my brother passed away. Yeah, it was a very tough time in my life, um, especially when my brother was only, like thirty years old, so I realized like your life's really short, um, you cannot just be here, you cannot just do this for the next ten years and think you're gonna be happy. Yeah, so I was tired of working back home. Uh, my parents tricked me, so. <laughs> picked up the phone, called one of my friends, and I told him, like, I've heard my family's teaching abroad. Uh, do you want to do something random? <laughs> let's go somewhere. <laughs> and at the end of the day, <clears throat> we decided China. We were like, yeah, um, it looks interesting. It's like no other country we've be- ever been to before, so yeah. let's just pick China. And that's how we came to China.
0: Yeah. One thing that I have noticed with a lot of people that I've talked to is that one sometimes there's something that's that's very dramatic that happened in their lives you know that's difficult to cope with yeah and they realize like like what you realize like life is short yeah and this is an opportunity right now you know and sometimes you need something to kind of push you forward to go into certain directions you know, because you probably would have never made that choice if things would have happened differently. You know. Yeah. That's uh, so, true. so it is something, you know, to feel like. All right, I need, I need a change. You know, I need something different. And then you come to China, and it's like, oh, this is different. Like it's hard to explain sometimes, but. Whatever you're used to, it's almost the opposite in China.
1: It is. It is truly the opposite. Yeah, um, especially what I'm used to. Um, first time arriving here, it was totally different. But in in the sense that it was good for me at that time, it was something that I really needed in my life. Yeah, it was um was time to do something else. Uh, so to do that, I really love doing. And it's true that you say like. Most of us, something happens, and then that's why we decide to like move and make this big change in our life. But it's 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 good, yeah. It's not bad. It's good. And to be honest, um, it's one of the best choices I've ever made in my life. Same here. Same Same here. Was to just say, you know what? It's time to pack my bags. It's time to go on a new adventure in my life. And there's not a day going past that I'm like, oh what a bad choice. No. Every day I wake up and I feel very privileged and yeah. I'm very happy that I made that decision.
0: Yeah. Um twenty thirteen, the year I came, I had like a new year's resolution. Change whatever it is that you've been doing and do something else. Yeah. You know, whatever you felt like you were too afraid to do, just do it. You know? And there were like two or three things that I was always thinking about and really wanted to do and I never had the courage to do it, you know? And in 2013, I made that decision, like, listen, it's happening, I'm, I don't care. The first thing was to get LASIK eye surgery. I was. I was panicking, I was scared, <laughs> like, I hate wearing glasses, I hate wearing contacts, and I can't really see without glasses, you know what I mean? So I made that choice. I actually got uh LASIK eye surgery on my birthday. And the other thing was I told myself is I'm leaving New Jersey. Yeah. You know, like I'm leaving, I'm going to the West Coast or I'm going abroad. I don't know, but I'm going somewhere. And I was looking everywhere. You know, I was looking into Korea. I was looking into um South America. And I was looking into China. China was always something that was there that I was really interested in. First off, Chinese food, you know, other than Italian food, I think. And maybe Jamaican food and Haitian food. I'm Haitian, so it's easy to say my home food, probably number one. But Italian food, Jamaican food, Chinese food, you know. Really good. So I already knew and when it came to food, I'd be fine, right? Yeah. I've always been into like Chinese culture and entertainment. Love Chinese movies, martial arts, all those different things. <laughs> Definitely. You know? So that's a check. No. Not. Yellow fever check. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely check. <laughs> you know? So it was like a check, check, check. I'm good to go. Let me just go for a year and see what it was, you know? And the biggest thing that pushed me was my job. I worked at um at a group home okay. for this company called Volunteers of America. Great company, you know, and it, they're doing great things with the youth, inner city youth. But I knew and they basically told me like I don't really have that much of a future. There was no way for me to move ahead. Yeah, right? So I was stuck in my position. I don't I at the time, no girlfriend, no kids. And a job that I knew was something, even though I loved it and I was there for six years, I was never going to advance. So I really felt like, okay, if I'm ever going to do something, the time was now. And I made that decision. I looked around and Taiyuan was the first to message me, like one of the first places to message me. Uh, And another place was Harbin. And then I read about Harbin and it was just like no fucking way. I don't like it cuz Harbin is freezing cold and I was just like there is no fucking way I'm going to move there. So I chose I chose Taiwan and honestly I'm happy I did. I thought it's been a great choice and I've I've been loving it here. Of course I don't agree with everything China does. Of course, you know but, listen, I make good money, I have, you know, I've met a lot of interesting, different people, and that's something that China does, you know, you're forced to get to know people who are not like you in any way.
1: Yeah, and I think living in not not one of the biggest cities in in China, it makes it feel more like a family. Especially all the different people. And you you get to know different people from different backgrounds. And that helps with, with living here abroad as well. Yeah. You just see, like, you're not the only one that came from a different area or a different background. Like, everybody here is living together, trying to make a new life for themselves. Yeah. That's that's also something that, that kept me here in Taiwan as well. So what are some of your
0: favorite things about China?
1: Well, basically, you checked two of the most important things. Uh, I would say the third, uh, definitely the (laughs) yellow fever. Yeah, of course. Uh, But I would say um, one thing I really like about China is um, it's super safe. Like, um, super safe. I have never in my whole life lived in a place where I could walk around at 12 at night. With my phone, my wallet, be drunk as fuck, s- searching for my own house, and no one would bother me. No one, I could drop there, sleep for an hour, and they would just leave me. Yeah. Because they know everything on my body is my property. So that's one thing that I'm really a fan of. China is.
0: It is a big thing, you know, and. Coming from a place in New Jersey that wasn't the safest,
1: you know. Yeah.
0: Um. There's crime all around you. And when you're in it, you don't really realize how bad it is and how much danger you could be in, you know. Yeah. And I just remember whenever I would go to the club, right, I would have to realize, okay, where are the exits? Yeah. Okay. If something was to happen, where would I go and how would I get out of it? You know? Um, what would I do if someone starts shooting oh, it's so many things that, that you can think about but when you're here, like you said I can <laughs> be drunk out of my mind I can be walking at 4am I can walk home and I don't feel any fear, not a bone in my body whereas okay. if I'm in New Jersey <laughs> at 4am Trying to walk home, even on my block, my eyes are everywhere, yeah, you know, looking at the peripheral, I'm looking to my right, I'm looking to my left i'm I'm thinking about what was behind me. I'm looking at everything because I have that fear, and I have to make sure that I'm okay, you know, but i I don't feel that here here doesn't matter I'm good to go
1: yeah that's that's the thing, and then especially when you when you come here and then after a while you're like wow it is this safe here that's crazy especially we're from dangerous countries um your daily life is all about thinking of what can go wrong just thinking of crime. if you stop at a stop street you're thinking about like someone can just come up to you with a gun but here it's like no, <laughs>
0: no one has any guns. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's not possible. Yeah. Like not even the cops. Yeah.
0: And I'm the bad. other thing is, for the most part, when Chinese people see foreigners, they're not thinking and they wouldn't dare to try and do anything stupid. Yeah. For the most part. You yeah. Know? When you're in a bar and alcohol is flowing, they might want to talk shit. Yeah. Maybe. But anyway, anywhere you go, people are going to want to talk shit when they're drunk and acting stupid. But like if if I'm just walking, never do I feel like, yo, I might have a problem here. Never. It's always like, hello, can yeah. I take your
1: photo? <laughs> That's exactly the thing. You never feel like someone's going to jump you and yeah. be like, hey, give me your wallet, give me your money. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's quite the opposite. If someone jumps you, you'd be like, hey, can I take a photo? <laughs>
0: They jump to hug you.
1: Yeah. some weird shit. That's great. <laughs> so, can you give me
0: a memorable moment? Something that happened here that you will never forget. I want a good thing and a bad thing. So,
1: we we can start off the bad thing. Um, most likely the the bad thing was just um the whole visa thing that happened. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was the bad thing. It was just it was just really hard to say goodbye. Um, Can you go into more detail to sort of yeah. So basically, what happened was um, we had a new HR girl at our work, and then she didn't apply for my new visa. Then when it happened, um, it was like a lot of going back and forth, and then basically two days before my visa. Basically, ended. They said they told me that, like, yeah, there's no way that they can get it for me, so I have to leave. So then I had to leave for three months. Um, That was really hard, but good life lesson, which I will take for the rest of my life. But yeah, that was bad, but more good than bad. Um, I have to say, the best thing ever happened here. Has to be, just not a specific thing, but just meeting all the people here yeah. that I've met. That is the best thing that I've ever that has ever happened to me here in China. Mm. All the all the friends I've made, and to this day I'm still speaking to the friend that we've made in Taigu. Um, he's back in America. He just messaged me yesterday. He's going to medical school now. Nice. So I'm really proud of a good old Al. Uh, good job for him but yeah and still you know we spent six months together and we feel like brothers yeah Uh, because when we were here in a strange land yeah that's the thing you only have each other and you don't have years to connect to people you either connect really fast or maybe it will take some time but that's the thing when you especially like in a a county like Taigu, <laughs> there's nothing you could. You don't know the language. You cannot talk to the local people. Um, you have the foreigners, and we made some really good friends. and Friends like that, and like you, and um, those things I will, I will always keep forever. Yeah, same here. You know,
0: one thing that I always found difficult but I'm kind of used to it now and I kind of just accept it is the fact that people are not going to be here forever you know yeah and people are are going to leave and there've been so many great people who were here and it's just their time came up they're just like I'm done I'm I'm done I'm done with China I got to go back yeah or something luckily you came back but yeah. other there's been people who had visa issues and were not allowed to come back, you know? Yeah. And this quarantine actually, I think like half of the foreigners have, have left. Yeah. You know, a lot of the foreigners were on business visas. And with business visas, you have to leave the country every three months. Even if it's a one-year visa, one-year business yeah. visa, you have to leave every three months and then come back into the country. And during coronavirus and in China, if you left the country, then that's it. You're done, you're done, you know, until they're opening up, which is they're just opening up. And I don't think they're opening it up for everyone. They're opening it up for work visas and the highly professional positions, you know? So a lot of people left in like March and April and they haven't been back and they want to come back, you know? And it's like half of the foreign community is just gone, (laughs) Gone. you know? Gone. And we have who we have, you know, and you gotta, you know, spend your time, cherish your friends, you know? But definitely I find myself not going out as much, not hanging out as much, you know? Um, just, Just being home, wife and kids, just spending time with the family and and it's it, it's not as it doesn't hurt as much as it did, let's say five, six years ago, when it was just me and the homies getting drunk every other night, you know, doing stupid shit, having a great time, and then it's like, yo, next month I'm I i got to go home, I'm not coming back and it's like, damn or well, yeah, I found this opportunity in another city, I'm going I'm going over there. You know, um so that was always hard for me. But I still cherish the friendships I've made, and I still enjoy living in China, even though a lot of shit pisses me off, same here. But I still enjoy the quality of life, I still enjoy how much I can save, you know, and now I have my wife and kids, I have
1: a reason to be here. yeah, that's the thing um living in china is for me is great. It's, it's just, you have to adapt. That's the biggest thing. So You have to adapt. But like you said, with all the friends here and all the people you meet, it's really easy to adapt. Yeah. And it's, it's changing small things in your life. And yeah, look, China, they have a lot of rules. But it's okay.
0: And it's a little more lenient to foreigners, to be honest. <laughs> it is. Like for Chinese people, this is the rule. This is what you got to do for foreigners. Uh
1: and I would say especially yeah. not living in a in a big city, like a massive, like a tier one city. Yeah. Like it's more chill here. And that's most probably why I would like to live in Taiwan longer. Because we get away path. with a lot of shit.
0: A, lot of, a shit. lot of shit. A lot of
1: shit. A lot of shit.
0: I remember I was on my bike
1: clearly
0: <laughs> breaking traffic laws. I didn't see the damn police officer on the corner. I'm like in the middle of a huge intersection trying to like drive around all these cars. He's like, hey, what
2: the fuck are you? Oh, hi.
0: (laughs) Where are you from? I'm from America. And then he started speaking some Chinese, which I knew what he was saying. Like, you shouldn't ride that bike. And I just ting budong, which means like, I don't understand. And I just I just ting budonged him. I don't understand him. The whole, even though I knew what he was trying to tell me. Yeah. And then he was just like, all right, just go. <laughs> he just let me go.
1: I'm like, shit, if I was Chinese, I'd be done for, man. Oh, yeah. No, 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 that's, that's a given. But yeah, um, I would, the the most happiest thing here is just the friends, and the people you meet. And it's great because you, you, you meet people from different countries. And you, you keep those friends forever. And we all we all have dreams to travel and what better thing to do when you travel somewhere you know someone there yep and then it's perfect time to catch up so yeah that's that's the best thing of mm. China
0: so uh, speaking of traveling where have you traveled to inside of China
1: inside of China I've been to quite a few places I've been to Sanyao with you and man China. listen. <laughs> I went to Sanyao three times. It's like my favorite place. Yeah, say for sure. Lose Luth, hands. That's that's a dope place. I love Sanyao. Um so I went to so I went to Sanyao, Qingdao. Uh Chingdao's okay. um uh, Chengdu. is really great. Saw some pandas. Yeah, I've uh, been to Chengdu. Yeah, yeah pandas. Yeah, Chengdu's food is it's fantastic. Uh, spicy. Spicy as fuck, but good. Yeah. that. Beijing, uh, went to Inner Mongolia as well, didn't see a lot of Inner Mongolia, but (laughs) great, great place, Uh, good food as well, Um, yeah, and then just year around Shaanxi province, yeah. How about outside of China? Outside of China, um, I've been to mostly African countries, um, to all the neighboring countries, uh, I've been to England. My brothers used to live in England. Okay. Yeah, great. Well, that's where I wanted to go after school, but I wanted to be a little bit more gutsy. Yeah. <laughs> so I came to China. Listen, it it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely. Definitely. Especially, um, I went to visit them, and I saw their lives, and I saw how the system works, and it's, it's basically the same. Just, I would say, a little bit more posh than the system I used to, but... Otherwise, China was so much a better choice. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, Shanghai in China as well. But yeah.
0: not the biggest fan of Shanghai. I've been there for one day. I went for one
1: day.
2: Because
0: I went on holiday with my wife uh, to Hangzhou. This is like a neighboring city. Yeah. And Hangzhou is... How do I explain it? It's like there's this place called West Lake. And at Westlake, it's like a very Valentine's, lovey-dovey, <laughs> lovey-dovey kind of place. Shit. And then Westlake has some s- story about eternal love and this <laughs> guy doing anything he can to get to this girl, whatever, it's bullshit, whatever it is. And it rains a lot. And I'm in, the- I hate the rain. Same. And I'm in there, it was like two or three days, taking photos, like, oh, this is
2: cool. Ugh.
0: But it was nice. Like, it's a really nice city. And then we saw that Shanghai was only an hour train away. I'm like, hey, let's just spend one day. We go there by train in the morning, and then we come back, you know, at night. So we don't even have to get a hotel to spend the day. I got to Shanghai. I was wide-eyed. I loved it. Went to the Bund, and I just... I almost lost my mind. I'm like, yo, I need to come back. I haven't yet, but like, I need to go to Shanghai on like a friend, you know, just like a leisure trip. Yeah, I've been to Shanghai for work. Yes, which hey. doesn't count. Yeah, but like, I need to go back and just explore the city, go to the clubs, nightclubs, things like that.
1: And yeah, I I really enjoyed Shanghai. I've only been there for work um stayed over like a couple of days yeah see my family but um yeah it was just too big and too busy for me, especially um after tai ran like, yeah. um it's big and busy, it's massive i don't mind
0: I don't mind that I really don't because it's big and it's busy, but it's fairly clean. You know, it compared is. to like Beijing, it is. you go to Beijing and it's like, well, it's like looking at Times Square in New York City or something, which is lovely when you're when you're a tourist. Yeah, you know, uh, but when you're from that area, is it the most beautiful place? No, no, you know, and and you know just the fact that. You see it all the time. I don't know if I'd feel differently about it. But I was a tourist when I went. So, yeah. Yeah, I had touristy <laughs> vibes for sure. I was in there taking Here photos of everything. Like, oh, my God, look at this. Sarah, take a photo. <laughs> and she, she was like, Ugh, okay, all right, take a photo. She didn't love it like I loved it. But, hey. Eh. I
1: have to say, um, the food there is really good. Not, not the Chinese food, but, like, the Western influence. Yeah like you get everything yeah any country you think of they have a race
0: yeah which is good
2: that's
1: good
0: yeah you can get anything you want and that would be like for people who have a hard time adjusting places like Beijing and Shanghai would be right in your wheelhouse because if you don't want to eat Chinese food if you don't want to use chopsticks <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot of options, you know. Yeah, yeah I remember there was a teacher here. Um, it was like, he was only here for like three months. But after like two weeks, it was like set in stone. Like, he's not going to make it. Yeah. it was. He was here for two weeks, and he still didn't know how to use chopsticks. And he was just like, I'm just not eating Chinese food. I'm like, what do you eat? he's like, yeah, I order pizza every, every day. Ouch. I'm like, what do you mean? Papa John's every day. I'm like, first off, you're fat. Yeah. But second, like, how? First, it's really expensive. Yep. And don't you get tired of this shit? Like, I don't know. And I just knew it from then. Like, okay. He's not, he's not going to make it. There was just no way. If you don't adapt, like you said, it's just never going to happen. And one of the things you have to adapt to is the food. Yeah. You have to, you know, so, and a lot of people, you can see it quite early. Like if
1: they're going to make it or if they're not going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing um, about the food. It's, it's either you love it or you don't. Yeah. But like, even for me, like I don't eat rice. Man, yo, that's which like, is crazy. Right? <laughs> uh-huh. That's like China's um, number one thing to eat.
2: It's like rice. Yeah,
1: but still, their food is so good. you yeah. have so many dishes that you don't understand. Veggies, oh my soul! These people know how to cook vegetables. Yo, listen, they know how
0: to cook some cauliflower. I'll yo, tell you that much. Man, I never. I promise you, in America, I never ate cauliflower, and I never ate fucking eggplant. I thought those two dishes were disgusting. I mean, I sure. would eat, if I had to eat it, I would eat it, but it was disgusting. Yeah. Here, they're like two of the better made dishes. Like, honestly, even their broccoli. Like, I've always eaten broccoli, Yeah. but I got to China, and I was like, oh, no, this is... This is broccoli, like this is yeah. amazing. <laughs> Green machine. Yeah, like oh
1: my yeah. goodness. It man. has some fucking flavor to it. Yeah. Like back home it's nothing. Yeah. It's like steamed or boiled and it tastes like nothing.
0: It was so funny. I got a funny little anecdote. So um you know, as kids, the way they make broccoli is disgusting. Yeah. Okay. So kids hate eating vegetables. Anyway, just kids in general don't yeah. like eating vegetables. You know, and broccoli is one of those things because it doesn't have a lot of flavor. And if you don't season it the right way, it just doesn't taste good like that. Um, And we have at our school, we have these characters and they make like these little like uh, cartoon clips. They kind of look like Adventure Time or something like that. And one of the clips is like a like a remake of Superman. Okay, And. Superman, like the the main character who's supposed to be like Superman, is flying to save Lois Lane and runs into, you know, Lex Luthor. And in this clip, because he's a kid, and in this clip, the kryptonite is broccoli, okay? So, I'm trying to explain it to the kids. It's like, yeah, you know, it's just like Superman. They know Superman. So, I mean, it's like Superman and... That broccoli is his kryptonite, you know, because kids don't like broccoli. Yeah. And the kids were like, why why doesn't he like broccoli? It's so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: that's, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm like, oh my God, they're right. Broccoli is delicious here. That's the thing here is It's like, even the kids, they love their vegetables. Yeah. Because it's, it's cooked so, yeah. so, they use so many spices and flavors when they cook it. It's so good. I won't say it's the
0: healthiest but it's nope. delicious. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really yeah. good. And that's probably why they don't eat that much meat cuz they can really just eat vegetables and and some rice and it be good to go. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I have to say um, the vegetables here it's really good and just the way they cook it it just makes it so much better. Yeah. What's the craziest thing you've eaten? Oh, here in China mm-hmm. here in China I would say frog yeah uh but it, it's it's frog. it's not like frog nuggets like mm-hmm. everybody's describing oh, it tastes like chicken no, no, we ate some um it's like boiled frogs in like a pot full of different vegetables that was just nasty
0: listen I would never ever eat that I've had bullfrog and yes it looks like popcorn chicken. Yeah. (laughs) And I was duped into eating it. I had no choice. I didn't know. And I was with my boy and he had his chick and her friend. So he's like, Reds, I need you to come with me. All right. Cool. Wingman. No problem. Cool. I got that. Yeah. And they're ordering dishes and we're looking at it. and I'm like, is this
1: popcorn chicken?
0: Because this is a Chinese ass restaurant. (laughs) like it just looked too good to be true like yo all of these dishes that look chinese as hell and then popcorn chicken and i was like maybe it is popcorn chicken i took a bite out of it (laughs) there was bones all up in it i said oh this is it kind of tasted like chicken but i'm like this is not chicken and then to find out it was bullfrog and i was like all right cool i'm good. yeah and i remember in the building that we used to live in, there was a restaurant directly across the street. And one of the foreign teachers was leaving. His name is Jordan. And we went to this with that restaurant. And they have... You know how like sushi, they have like the conveyor yeah, belt yeah. and you can just snatch things or whatever. Yeah. This place had that conveyor belt. <laughs> but it wasn't really sushi. It was just a bunch of different things. Okay. They had dumplings, steamed dumplings. They had like little bowls of rice or whatever. You yeah, just take you, what you use. You want. just pick one. Yeah. And they had frog. Yeah. You know, just like frog leg on a stick or something like that. And they were like, yo, let's get some frog legs. So I'm like, oh, yeah, get this shit out of here, man. Yeah, fuck that. Um, They fucking were killing it. Like, mm, this is, yeah, it tastes like shit. I'm like, I don't care what it is looks, I don't care what it tastes like, it looks like shit, I'm not eating frog, man. You yeah,
1: that shit ain't tasting, tasting like chicken. It was really um, the weirdest taste I ever had. It was very fucking slimy. Yeah. Like, very slimy and then it, it had no taste like chicken. The meat was white. It yeah. looked like chicken, but <laughs> no chicken. You ever have snake? <laughs> no. No snake. Kick brains? No. No, I've seen the pig brains of pig feet here. Yeah. Um, I'm good. Chicken feet. We've chicken feet back home, Um, they call them runaways. Uh, yeah, fucking terrible name. Yeah, they're called runaways. Um we don't need them. Uh, I don't need them as well. Like yeah. me and my family don't eat them. Yeah, there's just a lot of weird shit and I'm
0: listen, the craziest thing I'll do and I tell everyone this is lamb. And I don't even like <laughs> lamb. That's the craziest I'll go, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. Listen, I need chicken,
0: good. beef, fish, pork and not the weird pork like I went to a wedding and they had like the pork fa- like the pig face. <laughs> it was the face of a pig on a dish. I kid you not yo. <laughs> with an apple. <laughs> and, and everyone is like picking at it snout ripping it up. I'm like, "Yo, get the Come on. Oh my god. I was looking like, yeah. Come on. I'm looking at all the other dishes questioning now. Like, yeah, I don't know if I want to eat anything here. Like, you'll see some weird shit, and it'll just totally turn you off. And I'm just like, nah, I'm good. I'll wait till later, and I'll get something I know.
1: Yeah, that's that's the same thing because it was with my girlfriend and her mom. You know, you have to be a man and try everything. But after having that one bite, I was just like, no, maybe I'll I'll get some McDonald's afterwards. (laughs) I'll order something. Yeah, Like, fuck that. I remember I went out, um,
0: like one of my students, his parents invited me and another teacher out, you know, just for like a day out, go to like this park, beautiful park, and then took us out to dinner. It was a Muslim restaurant. And so there's no oh, pork. snack. yeah. So every dish they got was basically lamb. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn, all of it is lamb. I'm like, what am I gonna do? So I tried to explain to the teacher, like, "Hey, can you let them know that I don't eat lamb, lamb?" And he's like, "Yo, it's okay, man. This is different lamb. You should try it. <laughs> you never had this lamb before. You should try it." So I had to eat like four different lamb dishes. I had to at least try like four different dishes, man. It was, it was hell. I hated it something about the flavor just throws me off and you, you do don't like the flavor yeah and it's that smell and that yeah, taste. I'd say, it that has you know it has a, a an strong. acquired taste yeah. to it like when you bite into it if you you can clearly tell like when you bite into lamb you can tell like, okay it's like, i know what i'm eating
2: yeah,
0: yeah. and it's that whatever fun. that taste is it's very distinct it's terrible i hate it
1: yeah yeah, but that, I have to say the frog and then the sea urchin. Oh, I never had sea urchin. Yeah, um, a wedding as well. Uh, that shit's also nasty. Like Those are the two things I would never try again in my yeah. whole life. <laughs> Even if I'm stranded on an island, I will not eat it. Yeah, right. I'll be eating grass. Yeah, coconuts. <laughs> here we go. I'll be on the coconut diet. <laughs> but yeah, no, those two things, I'm out. I'm cool. Yeah. Thank you. Again, for sure. Uh what was it like the
0: nightlife here? Like, do you go out often? What is what is it like for a foreigner
1: uh, to party here? It's great for a foreigner here. You're you're kind of like a celebrity. Um, Yeah. I used to go out a lot, but um, then I got a girlfriend, (laughs) so just got less and less. You know, changes things. Yeah, normal life. Yeah, so, but yeah, the nightlife's great here. Um, I would say, not the best in all the cities, how but good, good. The great thing here is that we have a bar, and if you want to see everybody, you just have to go to one place, and most likely everybody would be there. Yep. So, that makes it really good. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah,
0: good. I remember my first year, man. <laughs> Listen, I was on a mission. I was I was one crazy motherfucker my first year. You know, like, rivaled my college years. Wow. Like, so, like, my first two or three years in college, I promise you, every Tuesday we went out. Every Tuesday. Yeah. Basically, every Thursday we went out. And then weekends, Friday, yeah. Saturday, yeah. you know. There's nothing else to do anyway, there were no classes. Yeah. So Friday night, Saturday night, maybe not really Sunday night, but like yeah. Friday night, Saturday night. Tuesday night was always a big night for us. Yeah. And Thursday. So I was really out drinking in the bar and a club four nights a week when I was in college. And then I got here four or five nights a week. Same. And the difference was when you're 20 and 21, my body could take it. Yeah. Like, I'd wake up the next day like, hey, I'm ready right. to go. Let's go. Let's go again, you know? And then here, like, the older I got, the worse, like, yeah. my body would feel. Like, not really hangovers, but just, like, the whole day is ruined. Like, yeah. I just want to be home. I yeah. don't want to go out. I don't really want to see anyone. I don't want to do shit. No, you know, um... So that was one of the negative effects. And another big-ass issue here, especially in the clubs, fake-ass alcohol. Oh, man. Fake fake. as shit. They'll give you a bottle of Johnny Walker Red. (laughs) Talking about, this is Johnny Walker Red. Here, you can have 10 free bottles. Get the fuck out of here. What am I drinking?
1: Yeah,
0: You know, like, yeah, get out of here with that shit. I remember there was this teacher here. <laughs> and he had just got here. And he was my roommate. And, you know, we went to the bar. It's his first, first couple of days here. We went to the bar. And he got fucking hammered. The next day, he was like, yo, this has never happened to me. I've never been that drunk. And I've never had a hangover like this. And then I had to kind of tell him, like, hey, listen, sometimes in the club, like, it's probably fake alcohol. Yeah. You know? If you just look at the bottle and it's a funny kind of looking bottle, it's fake. You know, so that was one of the things that I had to deal with, too, drinking all that fake shit. And my first year, I just really didn't care. I just wanted
2: to, <laughs> to get
0: drunk and party, and party. So I dealt with it, but then after a while, it just starts to hit you, and then it's like, nope, no more of the fake
1: shit. Yeah, especially the next day with that fake shit's really, oh, it's 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 a tough next morning. Oh man, yeah. next twelve hours. <laughs> Those twelve hours. Oh yeah, and you think like, what you gotta bottle for free. This shit never happens. Yeah. Like I'm a celebrity. Yeah. Then you go next morning, you're like fuck that free bottle. Yeah. I'm I'll buy a it. bottle next time.
0: Yeah. I'm not doing yeah. it anymore. And that's how all the clubs were. Yeah. You know, not really the bars, Nothing. but the clubs. Yeah. You go into a club, they give you three bottles of some free weird shit, and you're thinking like they give you a bottle of Martell. Like, get... Martell is an expensive bottle." Yeah. You know? Johnny Walker Red is an expensive bottle. Yeah. Like, you're not just giving 10 bottles for free, you know? Yeah. Um. So, I haven't really been to the club in in a long time. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's still a lot of fake shit or not, but I would assume so.
1: Yeah, I don't think they would change the system. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still it. just to get people drunk. And yeah. you get so fucking drunk easily. Yep. Acting a fool. Yeah, a couple of those and you're ready to go. Yeah. Look at me. (laughs) Hold my drink.
0: Yeah, we used to be on that dance floor, (laughs) everyone staring at us, just dancing, doing stupid shit like (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it was it was a crazy time for sure. Good times. So uh what are your next steps? Okay, so you've been here since twenty sixteen. How much first? How much longer do you see yourself here?
1: That that's a really hard, tough question. Um, I'd like to stay longer here, more, quite some time. Like I've I have no plans going back home. Like like I said, um, uh, one thing that caught me here is just how safe it is. Like crime-wise, like that is something really important for me. And especially, like, what if I want to raise a kid, like, it's very important to me to, like, my kid needs to be safe. If I go back home, that's one of the things that will always bother me. Day by day, I would think of, same here, like, yo, um, my kid could, could get murdered, he could get kidnapped, he could get into drugs, he could, it's just all of those factors where here it's just, yeah, there are other factors, but it's not those factors yeah yeah. and (laughs) I would much rather pick these factors yeah over those factors so I see myself here for quite some time Um, I have a dream to go work in Japan Mm. Um, even if it's just for a year I just want to see how it is and also Dubai is on the list
2: I've never really
1: wanted to go to either of
2: those places I don't know why
1: yeah Yeah, the main thing about Dubai is I have a lot of friends that studied, um, quantity surveyors. So the QS's. And then what they do is, um, they work in Dubai. Cause it's a big construction yep. going on there, like upgrading. And this has really good. Like, uh, my best friend's brother, he's teaching over there now. And the pay is really good. But the one thing is, is that, like, they have really strict laws for, drink. for women. Yeah, for drinking. Oh, for drinking? Yeah, so you have you have areas where you can do it, but otherwise, like because it's it's mainly a Muslim countries. So yeah, it's always a law. Like you cannot just like here in China, we can go to a Seven Eleven, buy a beer. You don't even have to put it in a pa- paper bag. You yeah. just walk out, open it, drink it right there. A car could walk next to you, nothing will happen. Yeah, but like there, is quite the opposite. So I think when I want to move there, I have to be more mature and the fact that like this is gonna be only for the money nothing else just yeah. money make some money go go somewhere else then. but yeah that's it okay
0: interesting um, so what is some advice that you would give to people who are thinking about coming to China even if it's for you know couple of months or six months maybe a year um, what advice would you give
1: people well like i said at at the start is that if you if you come here to live here you have to adapt like it's not like any other western country i don't think people realize that it's totally different so that and you have to be open-minded (laughs) like you're gonna see some weird shit but it's daily life here for them. Yeah. And you get used to it. Some you do, some you don't. But that's the thing. Just be open minded and just embrace it. Just embrace the culture. Embrace the food. Um, first, when I arrived, the food was very strange. But now it's damn, it's so
0: good. so I never had an issue with it. But yeah, I think it is really important because it's really difficult to explain to people. How different it is because they'll ask like when you say how different what do you mean and sometimes you give certain examples and it it just doesn't really Settles stick it. yeah to like and they still don't really understand and like you won't understand till you hear yeah and then
1: everything just feels like it's the opposite that's that's the thing it's like we all have traveled somewhere over abroad like and then we've seen other countries but you can always take something from your country and be like yeah it's basically the same just this and that but when you come to China it's it's different yeah it's totally different first of all you don't speak the language and no one speaks your language like there's not a single person here when you arrive here that Is a fluent English
0: speaker. Yeah, that's true too, and and you know we're we're a tier two city. Yeah. So like if you go to Shanghai, you'll definitely run into people who speak English in Beijing. Yeah. And here, as a tier two city, you'll never be able to just walk into like a convenience store, never, and someone just kind of talk to you in English. Like at the schools, yes, everyone's gonna be able to talk English because that's their profession. Like yeah. they're, they're English teachers, so they can speak English, you know. But like just walking around in a store or, or looking somewhere, looking for something, looking for something. Nah, most people are not speaking English. Yeah.
1: yeah, you can you cannot just go to a cashier and ask for like, hey, <laughs> where where can I find this, mate? And yeah. he, there's nothing like that. Yeah, nothing. But also saying that that's also part of the adventure. Yeah. being here. <laughs> it's,
0: That's what makes it interesting. Yeah. That's what I really love too—to yeah. be able to like, be forced,
1: yeah, to
0: use some Chinese. Yes, you know, be forced to learn. If I want to do things on my own, how am I going to do it on yes. my own? You know, I went—I went on one holiday by myself. Very interesting trip, you know, and went by myself, did everything on my own. I was very proud of myself, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Like, cuz I did everything and it was very nerve-wracking but I I just I just got it done, you know? Yeah. So, I definitely if you're adventurous, I definitely say at least come and try China. Yeah, you know.
1: So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, always when you come here just keep an open mind. Uh, things are different. Um they're really different here, but it's it's great. It's really good um, it's a different culture. You'll get, you'll get very angry and mad sometimes, but you get you get used to it, and then it actually grows on you. And then you just go from there. Yeah. All right,
0: man. So I have no more questions. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to say? No, I'm good. Thanks, man. All right, man. Listen, this has been another episode of Luck in China podcast, and I want to thank my guest, Willem for coming today and sharing with me, man. Thanks a lot.
1: That's my biggest pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. All right.
2: That's great.